The Odd Venture Into the Cloud contains the following. Blood, bugs, explicit language, guns, violent and traumatic situations, and implied suicide. Listener discretion is advised. You've all decided tentatively to uh, take passage on the Bean Barge. I'm going to have you all introduce yourselves. Let's start with uh, Sunshine. You'd probably be the most prompt. I'm known by the the yellow cloak that I've got, like the old faded yellow cloak. In in combination with the personality, gave me the nickname of Sunshine. How about uh, Dallas? Nimbus Octavius Body which is the name that he chose for himself. Paul is in pretty good shape, handsome. Um, he's got, at this point, really close cropped blonde hair, striking green eyes. And he's, as much as he looks pretty good, he's wearing just like potato sack clothing, long sleeves down to the wrist, high collar so that you can't see his neck, sock shoes. So really the only exposed skin is just his face. And he's carrying around a very large, Sack. Doctor, please, please, please oh. introduce yourself. Me, I'm just a little guy. Um, I'm, oh my I, god. It's Woody, Woody C. Uh, Marmota. Um, me, I know you guys are a little short, but I come out uh, a little under three feet, I would say. That's pretty big for a marmot. Elion leads you to a, uh, a large metal door and gives it a knock or two. And then you hear, enter. Everything's, you know, fine until it isn't. You can tell by the way that the ship bucks. Something massive just landed on the front of the ship. So somebody's gonna die. <laughs> oh fun. We return to the bean barge, the first class observation deck within the rusting walls, surrounded by the stench of decaying blood. You've come to bid the Lord of Failed Ambitions fair travel. As you've discovered, you may be bidding her more than a final form of travel, provided her clear signs of blood loss aren't promptly seen to. Her skin is grayed, her movements are weak and delayed, despite the direct threats made on her life. Though it seems there's a little bit more to be concerned with as well. Uh, the wide windows on the front of the observation deck offer a grand view of the skies. Normally quite clear uh, up in the wide open, now becoming obscured by tiny glowing oncoming clouds of the spread. The clouds you all understand to be clouds of acid. Now, uh, the basis of the atmosphere, which is the separation between the wide open and the cloud cities and uh, the lowland wastes. All of that you can see through the large observation deck. That and that pesky foreleg of a juvenile imago crawling up the front of the bean barge, seeking a meal. To recap uh, and give you guys sort of a, a direct face uh, back into the game, uh, your current challenges are uh, Saipa appears to be both injured and alone, both uncommon things for lords of the Cloudling Sphere. Uh, number two, Sunshine, you noticed that the bean barge is off of its expected course and mm -hmm. it's heading downward toward the spread. And... The final thing, the juvenile Amago has attached itself to a ship. Um, so we had we had a door slam behind us. Um Yes. 
but you said that she is alone. So yeah, uh, after that, uh, um, Woody, you're the closest to her. After she uh, appears to use some uh, some sort of power, some sort of psychic ability to close the door behind all of you, uh, keeping you in, Saipa's skin is even more grayed. And she is, her eyes have lost focus. She had been sort of focusing in on you and they've since uh, dispersed just towards uh, general face. It doesn't seem like she can sort of take in much of her own vision. Any other questions? There was a stack of bloody clothes on the floor. Sheets, right? Uh, Correct. Sheets, bloody sheets. Sheets. And since this, um, this was Syra, not Lyra, but we, our understanding is Lyra is the one traveling with their clone correct? Which means, is there, so my question is, is there anything, like, knowing that she's bloody, sure, but is there any, like, are there any stashable locations for a body that that would, like, potentially uh, have some of her other company for, or around the room, i.e. a wardrobe, or chest or something you are is... aware of the escape pods on the bean barge uh there is a bathroom on the observation deck that uh could be worth trying um as well as uh you know that the door behind you is closed um mm-hmm. and that's all okay uh i think in terms of like actions Nimbus was probably up next to move, I think. Yes, what would you like to do? Uh, I would like to head over to the bloody robes and look at them and just, you know, see what's up with that. Sorry, not robes, sheets. Uh, um, you pick up the uh, crumpled sheets. They are a fair quality, which really makes them all the better at soaking up uh, really a a deadly amount of blood um okay so they're they're pretty thoroughly soaked and there wasn't anything wrapped in them they're just the sheets correct and when, when you pull your hand away there is still some like remnant Ooh. stick of it uh so it certainly isn't dried either Ooh. disgusting okay who it is and if it still needs help because i might still be willing to help it are you talking about are you talking about Saipa right right here in front of you? Uh, I'd, I'd just like to ask who they are and um, if they still need help, basically. Less cockily, I'll, like, ask the question. I know I was hella cocky with the first time of shit. So, like, uh, not, not like I'm scared, but, like, I'm just going to be like, so who are you? And, like, again, I can still, I'll still help you if you need it. Where uh, did you sustain a uh, what sort of injury did you sustain in the duel with uh, Saipa, which I'll, I'll go ahead and clear up right here right now. This is Saipa that uh, you su- you sustained from your injury that that was shoulder collarbone. Is that yeah, what you had said? Was- Uh, I said either belly or shoulder, so I think shoulder definitely works. Given your height and that uh, Saipa sitting down towers over you, uh, she is is massive. And that was part of what had attracted such a large crowd. When you did uh, challenge her to a duel, there was just a very large amount of people going, there's no way this woodchuck is challenging the Lord of Failed Ambitions and her clone to a duel. Um, I don't know, I'm a big, I'm a big, <laughs> Not the size of the dog of the fight. How much wood a woodchuck could chuck. Oh my God. 
Yeah. <laughs> and this this woodchuck sure believes he could. Yeah. He didn't. He couldn't. <laughs> That's but here I am. Was not here he tried. tried. Here I am uh, still believing that. <laughs> still believing that I could did. Uh you feel cold fingers uh press up against the uh, scar and Saipa's vision refocuses in on you and in almost a whisper, 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 I can speak professionally. In almost a whisper, she says, if you heal me, you may serve me. I'm going to take my hand out of theirs and just do, ugh. This uh, <laughs> would also, ugh. So I will look at them and say, Cool, so you want to die here? No. After I audibly make a gross noise, sorry. Fine. No, I don't. I'd rather get out of here alive. I can get you chalk. If you heal me and we survive where the, wherever the hell this thing is going. And uh, she ships her dress armor. It isn't really anything that would do crazy well in any sort of duel or anything it's something that was worn for travel uh so it's fairly light um but even as she moves just the first layer her coat this uh embellished with golden thread as it uh gets tossed to the side the inside of it is covered in blood and you see her right arm completely severed and bleeding into what has been making the shape of her arm in the jacket and in the coat uh, more bloodied sheets. These ones uh, nearly soaked. Um, seeing Upon seeing that, honestly, before I'd even really make a decision if I'd want to help them, I would start looking for a flame or something that I can heat up uh, my sword or a tool to cauterize it. Um, but... I will, as I'm doing that, start loudly muttering, like, we can talk about price later, but if anything, this would mean you'd serve me. Like, I, why would I Why would I help you and then, like, serve you? Like, I'll help you, but we'll talk about costs later. Because at this point, this is a really weird situation, and, like, them with one arm, like, I'm not super threatened right now. So, like, if they're going to, like, pay me, like, we can do a normal doctor fee. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll figure it out. Maybe you can throw me some chalk. But at this point, if I don't stop that, that's going to be one of the shortest conversations of my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to cauterize it if I can find a flame or something heatable. Um, I'll sort of uh, volley this question over to Sunshine and Nimbus Octavius. Do either of you have or know of something that would be nearby? Um... I think it's reasonable to assume that he would keep Tinder on him or just like um, striking stones because he's just, you know, spent a considerable amount of time in the wilderness. I swear to God, if all you have is striking stones and hair, I'm going to be <laughs> No, most of, most of my cool shit is in my sack, which is not with us. My left my sack downstairs because we weren't supposed to get into things. We we're supposed to say upstairs. hi to the nice noble. There, there I was in a scary position with no sack, right? Sackless. <laughs> um, so I would say that let's say I've got a like a little baby utility pouch because that's where I pulled the coffee from last session. From let's say I've got striking stones. Um, all of <laughs> I was gonna say the sheets would be flammable, but the sheets are definitely soaked in blood, so they are not uh, flammable. It, 
as a as a doctor, I'm not letting you burn the bloody sheets because I have no idea what the fuck is going on. The goddamn the plague. Last thing we need is to be infected with some shit. So fair like, enough. Uh, I'll take off my shirt. Um. You could burn my shirt. Yeah. So I'm I'm essentially just like standing back and have been observing this whole thing. And at this point, um, upon upon watching you just start like stripping to to provide this material, like very casually, I'm gonna look at Sipa and say, What caused your damage? Also, it's weird that I had to Google what sort of cloth burns at what rate. Also, how does the lighting work in this bitch? Is it electric? Um, yes. Uh, so the bean barge, uh, like nearly every uh, piece of technology in this world, is powered by uh, chalk. Is Okay, so is a yeah. chalk light, can we treat it like an electric light? Well, so is my my question, my next question would be, uh, what's the bed that they're basically on made of? Because I assume there might be something wood, and as long as I can light some wood, it'll work. Cloth, unfortunately, I don't think will light long enough for the steel to be hot. That's what I'm saying. Well, no, because if you wrap steel in cloth and you burn the cloth to the point where the steel gets hot, it'll be hot yeah. enough if if the cloth is covered in oil mm, i bet but you if, regular cloth would burn hot enough for long I, enough maybe uh, i These i are the questions we live for if, if it'll work if it'll work it'll work but like i i yeah if it'll work it'll work is my well and mind. i'll also answer this first question uh you can uh sort of super juice electronics you have to use chalk uh with it um, uh, well, I was just saying, if it's like an electrical where it's got a lead to a lead, like a filament and a light mm -hmm. bulb, then as long as you put something between the two that's flammable, it'll light. Can I can I ask her for, I'll look at her on realizing I could super juice something and overheat it that way, and I'll say, you give me the chalk now, and I can save your life. These are both big questions. Yeah, it would, ha it would have to be electric, oh, because the, the ship is not made of wood. I will also answer that question with this. Um, it, it is almost entirely made of metal. Uh, no part of it is um, in the way that you're wanting it to be. No part of it is flammable uh, by way of like lighting a piece of furniture uh, to then make something hot enough to cauterize. The bulbs of which there is some overhead lighting, uh, there has to be for safety. Uh, suppose Supposing that the ship goes through some sort of night travel, uh, you have to be able to see. Um, so yeah, you would be able to do that you also can use the flint to light the cloth on fire so um, both options are available okay so nimbus would look over do you have anything steel uh i'll uh i'll take out a uh i mean i have medical tools but i wouldn't have something specifically for cottering so i'd probably just grab my saber i was gonna say your sword could get hot yep I'm all right cool so i'm gonna take off my shirt i'm gonna wrap your sword in it i'm gonna light that bitch on fire sounds good yeah uh, uh I will check the temp afterwards to make sure, like, you know, I'll put my hand or palm on it, my little fucking, my little paws around it, not on it, but to make sure the heat's hot enough and immediately, like, put that on their, their stump, I guess. Their shoulder? I guess I'll just put it on their bloody shoulder. Whatever, yeah. whatever body is missing, I'm just like, that, whatever oh, part it's, of the... Oh, it's, it's a pretty clean cut right at the shoulder. Okay, uh, cool. Then I'll, so I'll just start that immediately and then once i once the first i don't depending on how much cauterization i get from the first like couple taps uh i try to put it on the light bulbs um 
to heat it back up if I need to, I guess. Um, well, I, sorry, I'm still getting used to like the laws of this universe. So I'm not like, you're I, I'm also just, fine. Like, uh, there are just things that for my own sake, and uh, apparently to get myself on a government watch list, I get to. <laughs> I'm looking up how hot cloths burn and then looking up cotton. I was going to say cotton burns for anywhere from 20 minutes to two hours, a, it said. so. You're not going to get on a watch list. They're just going to come over and do a wellness that, check. That was like. going to be one of my questions, uh, which really, because of the state of the world where technology has either stunted or deeply regressed, the access to synthetic clothing is almost non-existent it is, no, it's it is made out of, I, i'm wearing potato sacks yeah 100 percent. that's yeah. the the my point exactly uh it is a natural fiber for sure which means that it will burn better perfect yeah, yeah it was polyester up. out of here i apologize for doubting you Dallas. That was very you're hard. welcome brother it's fine you're welcome <laughs> look you need questions about lighting things on fire uh, <laughs> for legal reasons i can't say God. that i'm your man but you could do worse uh, to be fair we're just heating up swords you know we're not <laughs> we're, we're, we're just out here we're just we're, we're just out here he, take it take it take a sword make it hot we're we're just three boys heating up swords right now so just doing and our best sunshine sunshine's male as well or non-binary well, we don't we don't it's, uh, you know, it's whatever whatever they feel like look like they don't care the whole so the whole the whole thing behind sunshine is like they're known by you know essentially this alias and no one really knows their real name no one knows really who they are and they never really stick around long enough to like get to know them because they're always traveling so yeah i, um, I just didn't want to misgender them but yeah three boys well that's three kind of the point is that they're constantly <laughs> you know being called whatever and just rolling with it because like they don't have any attachments so you say three little guys yeah, so three little guys three little is perfectly guys. reasonable. Three little guys. Um, also, I guess this is story relevant. Um, as I take off my shirt to wrap around a sword and light on fire, um, you guys see that there is a tremendous amount really crudely done tattoos. I mean, I'm talking from right up to the wrist to right up to the neck. To the entire torso is just what looks like insane scribblings and it is all done by what looks like you know prison tat style where you get a little bit of ink on something sharp and you smack it in there over and over and over again and so it is rough and if you didn't think that he looked just a little bit crazy before now wearing his potato pants and having his entirely exposed tattooed torso with his buzz cut blonde hair He's a sight. Woody is hardcore, like, not even trying to hide it. As he's doing shit and doctor shit, he's trying to read your body. He's not trying to hide it. Um, you, as you handed him the shirt. He did his shit. He made sure, like, he's doing what he can. And then he's just like, huh, if only uh, I had something to read. Oh, look at that magazine over there. Guy. That, that's crazy. I'm going to read him. You got any peanuts on there? <laughs> <laughs> Turn around. I want to see. Left kidney. Uh, Left kidney. Do you have Marmaduke on the back or something? Can I? <laughs> Ooh, that's vintage Arbuckle. <laughs> okay, so as far as cauterizing the wound, it'll take a couple passes, both in like pressing 
the heated blade into her skin. You watch as uh, portions of it reacting to the, the third degree burn uh, bubble and and blister immediately. And as you pull it back, you you recognize it only got maybe a third of this, so it's gonna it's gonna have to take a couple passes. So you do your best to uh, clean up the the outside first, and then seal off the inside. Um, and while they're um, while they're doing this, um, Sunshine takes another step closer and just kind of goes, "Hmm." So just to confirm. Who caused this damage to you? Lyra? Someone? Amago? The f- the first wave of, of cauterization sort of catches Saiba yep. uh, off guard, and that's when you uh, the ask, you asked the question initially. I'm also and, petty, and yep. I did not warn them. Just so you know, I'm a petty little fucking woodchuck, and I did not warn them. I heated up the sword, I walked over, and I placed it on it while staring at them and talking about the price. And she like, screams. that's a little bit worse off than Petty, homie. <laughs> she screams. I was prepared to kill them, and now I'm saving their life. I don't need to be nice about it. That's fair. And after that first press of the saber, Saipa nearly passes out. You, you watch her head, like, completely lull, uh, and her neck barely pops back up. Um, uh, at that point, I would like to grab the vial of coffee, uncork it, and just use it like smelling salts. Uh, uh, I will also support their head as needed. I don't want them to die while I'm saving them. That's embarrassing. That is that is a tough stuff on the record. I would like That's to try to like... embarrassing. Yeah, I'd re- like, I don't really care about their life right now, but since I'm already... No, but you don't want that L going down like, on yeah, your... I don't want an L, so, like, I'm gonna try, like, I'm being mean and not trying to make it less painful, but I also don't want them to die. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, my satellite's it's got priorities. It's not even, it's literally just like, I don't want to take that L. <laughs> yeah. Like, if there was another doctor you could hand them off to so that it could be them taking that L, you would. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but unfortunately. But, but Onion already made it very clear that I was the doctor on the ship. So I'm. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 it's great. As Saipa sort of comes back to consciousness, and you ask the question yet again, is anyone facing the observation deck, the the bay of windows at the front of the ship? I would be. You would be? Is that is that where she's looking? Uh, no, she's looking um, in the exact opposite direction. Uh, then I would be. You then I would be looking. may, because you're working with an. Uh, and on her body, you're facing probably perpendicular to the Her. windows. Sunshine, you are facing them. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And, and then not back to you door. Your head. Like, I'm facing the windows, but I'm also wherever... I can't remember the orientation of the room, but I'm my back is not yeah. to the door. Clarification. Gotcha. If it, you gotcha, know, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Sunshine, you see those tiny yellow glowing clouds that were coming towards you earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, in between Saipa's screaming, you notice that the the light, the natural light has diminished significantly. And you look up just in time to see uh, 
that the bean barge is about to go through one of those clouds. Which thankfully is an actual cloud or? Yeah, it's an actual like cloud of acid. Oh. Yeah. So thankfully you guys are still uh, on the observation deck uh, and are not up top. So you are unaffected by the acid. However, Woody, as you're finishing up the uh, final cauterization, the door to the observation deck slams open and uh, Captain Polk sort of stumbles in coughing, uh, her mechanical claws clacking into a fist, trying to cover her mouth as she closes the door uh, behind her, then turns to see this scene. Uh, the Lord of Fail Ambitions missing an arm, nursed and uh, aided by the woodchuck. I'm hoping One to. of them is shirtless. Well, I'm naked, so. Yeah. You, you have fur. Um, I have fur. <laughs> You're fucking disgusting. <laughs> Don't compare my sleek coat to yours. <laughs> Look, the torso has to be clear because that's writing space. <laughs> oh, your fucking patchwork quilt looking ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got fuzz growing between the letters. That's supposed to be a space, I swear. <laughs> Sunshine. Yep. You ask the question. Captain Polk uh, yep. makes their way in, and you are able to make out Saipa's response as she mm -hmm. looks up towards and around you but not quite at you. Okay. And she says, my sister, is that what you want to hear? I mean, it's not what I want to hear. I don't want to hear any answer except for the truth. So if your sister is the one that caused it, then yes, I suppose that is the answer that I wanted to hear. Are, do you, clearly they are not still around here. And can I like, um, the, so the captain, uh, came in coughing, but they didn't say anything? Not yet. They haven't said anything yet. Okay. Where's that door that was closed in relation to me? Like, can I just uh, take a couple steps and, like, kick it open? Like, not, like, kick, that. Kick, that is the door like, that Captain like, Pope nudge. just walked into. Oh, or, there's only yeah. the one. Yes. I gotcha. I understand now. Please, okay. Please don't. Someone comes in coughing from the smoke and you said, ah, <laughs> no, sorry. I, mis I misunderstood your original thing. Um, in which case, uh, Sunshine's all, all they're going to do is just like take a step and like make sure that the door the captain came through is now closed and uh, pull out a bandana and like, like hold it out of like do you need i don't know is this helpful to you to the captain and just like stare cough? at them and go i assume we have problems captain poke graciously uh does take your bandana and uh hawks a almost neon yellow loogie yeah. into it um yeah. the effect of the acid momentarily on their lungs we'll leave it on this for now hands it back to you they say Yes, 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 it seems that uh, we do. Um, uh, and uh, she looks at uh, Saipa 
and says, remember the deal we made, you and I? Yeah, I'm going to have to take that now. They walk to the bathroom and inside is a large gun. So, okay, I'm so sorry. So there is, yeah. a, there is indeed another door in this room. Not to get out of the room, to get into the bathroom. What? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, observation room and not the welcome. We're just, never mind. Just keep going. <laughs> Failure on my part. It's fine. I know what room we're in now. We're on the, we're in the room that has all of these doors. Like you said, the observation deck has this. And my brain went, cool. So glad we're not there. Are you for real? (laughs) (laughs) It's got a bunch of windows. Like there were so many seconds that happened in my brain when you said the bathroom door that was like, just don't, just, just, just shove everything that you were just saying under like it doesn't matter like and then i'm like no they need to understand the chaos that just occurred in my brain okay so we're clear we are in the observation observation deck deck. you are in the first class observation deck and there's a pile of bloody sheets there's a lady without an arm there's one door that goes outside of the observation deck, and then there is one additional door that goes to a, a bathroom. bathroom slash gun rack. Yeah. Well, bathroom, yes. The gun rack is not built in. It was improvised. Ah, God. Yes. A, uh, as uh, Captain Poke pulls it out, I think Woody for sure. Uh, Nimbus Octavius, you might know of this weapon. It's about two and a half feet long. It's this beautiful antique rifle that is um, designed to look like a, a large pistol. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's got various trophies strung all across its uh, brass body. The hound catcher, Ooh. as Captain Poke begins to uh, look it over and assess it, and they say, Certainly is a problem. Hopefully nothing for you all to worry about. This is not procedure, but hopefully I can take care of the fact that this ship has been commandeered and we're heading straight for, well, don't worry about it. Um, I, I think it's time to worry about it. I would like to get my it. sack. <laughs> no, wait, my gun's not even in up. my sack anymore. Damn it. I want my gun. <laughs> And I say that to the captain. I. Uh, Woody, it seems Woody that as, would be wise. Woody, I didn't say I want their gun. I said I want my gun. Your gun, yes. Woody, as he's like still helping out them and like giving a medical treatment, looks at him and says, Yeah, uh, guess your gun should have been medical grade. Huh? I don't have time <laughs> to rise to your challenge. Excuse me, yes, my gun is sterile. <laughs> it shoots out. Uh, pills. It's a pill gun. There I was shooting people with healing, right? Oh, these these bullets? No, they're medicine. I promise. You got ghosts in your blood. <laughs> Take I'm a done, shotgun to the face about it. After I'm done, you're not gonna feel any pain. How is that not curing you? Look, I'm saying. <laughs> trust me, I'm a doctor. I don't think I would ever trust. Sorry, you. sorry. Trust me, I'm a woodchuck. That'll work. There better. it is. There it is. Uh, okay. Fine. Oh, that's bad. No, that's so. 
That's so good, bad. So as uh, you, Nimbus Octavius, say, I want my gun. Just as when the juvenile Imago latched onto the front of the ship, which it's begun to make its way up front of the ship, up onto the top deck, you all feel the ship shift once more, um, even more than the initial um, bug dropping. And loud enough for everyone to hear, um, they mutter, no, 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 not this year, not now. Uh, yes, weapons, weapons. We should all, we should all have weaponry of some variety. That would be wise now. Very much changing their tune. I'll tell you what, you can either deal with one of the Imago and uh, try to lessen our load as you just all feel this, recognize that now that this adult uh, Imago is on the ship, it is now dragging down even faster than it was before. And there is really only a matter of time before the bean barge collides with land. Hello, it's Sarah. It's me, the warden. You know me from earlier with the bugs and the narrating. I'm here to take a real break in tone and give your heart there a little rest to tell you about the game that we're playing in, Cloud Empress. If you're enjoying what we've made with it, I highly recommend checking out the system for yourself at cloudempress.com. Cloud Empress is an expansive Nausicaa-inspired fantasy campaign setting for the Mothership sci-fi horror RPG. Cloud Empress places you in a world ruled by the patterns of giant magical cicadas. That's right, giant icky bugs. That's horrifying indeed. Cloud Empress creates a new earth, thousands of years in the future, inspired by Hayao Miyazaki's Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind, Frank Herbert's Dune, and Hiramu Arakawa's Full Metal Alchemist. After raising nearly $100,000 on Kickstarter and is on sale in retail this winter, that's right. As you're listening to this, you can go to cloudempress.com. This Kickstarter release includes a free, streamlined, standalone rulebook that evolves the Mothership RPG into a magical science fantasy setting. An expansive hex crawl book creating a sandbox exploration and modular adventure in a world disrupted by war and giant cicadas called the Imago. It also includes five unique adventures from five different authors expanding in the world in a new individual way. It also includes innovative solo rules that replicate having an entire traveling party using minimal rules. So even if you don't have a full table to play the game with, you can still pick it up at cladepris.com. On a personal note, I have loved working on this game. I've been a game runner for eight years now. All I did was Dungeons and Dragons, which is why you'll notice we have some shifts to make when we're playing. But storytelling is what I loved most about RPGs in general. And Watt has got a great sense of balance of material to work with while giving you the reins as warden to still tell your individual stories however you want to or however your players end up making you chipmunks, and magic tattooed men and all. We really appreciate you listening to this Cloud Empress actual play show. Share it with your friends. You can all talk about how great it would be to have a possibly sentient sack in your life. 
or about whether giant cicadas roaming the earth is the best case scenario for the end times. Hell, share it with an enemy because there's some ghastly stuff in here. Thanks again. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, I uh, I think Woody would ask the captain the fastest way to get the weapons because we need to get to the escape pods. So if he could tell us how to get to the weapons, he could get the escape pod ready. Because if we're crashing anyway and they're on the outside of the ship, like even if we get our guns, it's just going to put holes in them to like get to them. So like at this point, we should just kind of abandon ship, but like get get protection first if we can. Is what Woody's saying as he's like finishing up. I guess at this point I'm probably almost done. There's only so much stuff to burn. Oh yeah, you've been done. All right, cool. Um, then, yeah. yeah, I also will uh I guess at this point I'll say, so I already healed you and now we might have to give you transport too. I think I might need that payment. Um yeah. So I'll just kind of challenge her for that. Sunshine would Noted. know where the um, weapons and our like standard equipment would be at this point having the captain like confirm um yeah you need weapons i i'm immediately like i will gesture to the other two if they choose to follow me and i will start walking out of the room to go collect such things i will immediately follow <laughs> um and just like walk past captain hand on shoulder like a you know, pat on the shoulder of just like prepare yes. the skate pods. Will um, yes, you immediately begin leading. Uh, Woody, as you're asking uh, the captain where all of the weapons are are stored, Sunshine's already walking out because you know that they're stored in the cargo hold. Which, while it's right on the other side of the wall, you have to go up to the top deck and then down once again right about where you guys were convening as Captain Polk was giving their their sh and welcoming to the bean barge. Yeah, you're welcome to just start walking. And Nimbus Octavius, you're following. Yep. On, on that note, I would just uh, ask the captain to start getting the pod ready, make sure it can hold all of us, uh, or see how much a pod can hold um, to make sure that it can hold five people, six people. Um, well... <laughs> Fun fact, uh, the pods are single use, which means that they are designed as such. They can comfortably fit two, uncomfortably fit three, and then very dangerously fit four. Captain Pokes making sure that the Houndcatcher's ammunition is uh, stocked and ready. Can we match the uh, coordinates to each other so they can at least stay together? <laughs> God, no. What other silly questions do Sunshine you have? Sunshine just gives you a look of like... Um, on... Well, you're not in the room anymore. Oh, I thought this was all happening at the same time. Never mind, continue. Well, you're sticking you behind. Like yeah, you're out. you're you're walk you walked out but by the time that this the, part of the cool. conversations. On cool. the uh, when he says any other silly questions, uh, Woody will say uh, we'll kind of look at him and just say, well. I guess I won't help you. And then go back to like, like checking the room and looking at the pot himself. Okay. Nobles are the worst. Yeah. I have to like, I have uh, to remind um, myself to suck. Like <laughs> the, I have a quick question. Yes. Um, Sarah, the location transmitter that I have, is that, um, does that tell me my location or does that just 
transmit my location. It will transmit your location, and then because it's transmitting, it has to give some sort of display. You will then also know. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, if I pull that out and look at that while I'm getting up to, not before we get to action, but while we are on the stairs, um, what does that say, where, where we are? Yeah, no. Part of my brain immediately went to, you want me to give you fucking fantasy coordinates? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Come um, up with a system of locating um, people on a map right now. Really, I want to know like the area. So really, I'm, you know, I've been very familiar with this this route with the, the bean bar is, is supposed yes. to take um, and the surrounding area. Knowing I've already looked out, I've seen a couple of landmarks of going, okay, cool. These are, you know, whatever area. Where does the locator say that we are in order to like kind of gauge you know, based off of this area, I know that A, we're this far off course and what are we going to be? If we're crashing, if we're going to be crashing, where are we going to be crashing? Or if we take an escape pod, where is that escape pod going to be landing? Like, what am I preparing yeah. for with? Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see you. I feel you. I understand. I understand your question now. It's a good question. It's a very good mm -hmm. question. It's a question. Okay. Did you forget I have a location transmitter? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. That's like, no, no, no. So, because I did <laughs> till right now. <laughs> Ooh, no. That's extremely good. Route that the bean barge usually takes. Number one, this wasn't supposed to be going towards the lowlands at all. This mm -hmm. was supposed to be going into one of the cloud cities. Um, okay. That it's set this low into uh, the spread. Mm -hmm obscures any um, identifiable locations or monuments on the ground um, because it's that thick. Right now, it looks like it's like centered towards um, the wooded area up and beyond Tack Town, which is the major main city of the Lowland Waste. Um, okay. But it looks like right now, it's your course before it was, uh, before the ship was weighed down by a second larger giant cicada, um, mm -hmm. it seemed like it was headed towards the weeds. Um, okay. By this point, Sunshine and Nimbus Octavius, the two of you are uh, on the top deck heading uh, towards the uh, cargo hold. Mm -hmm. Nimbus Octavius, are you still shirtless? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure, sure I am. Wait, No. Just kidding. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I'm not shirtless. Because it's acid out there, and I'm not a goddamn moron. So I would have wrapped <laughs> myself in the bloody cloak. You're so smart. As like a shawl. Especially because I went through all that time uh, and energy to draw shit onto my skin. The yeah. last thing I'm going to do is have it acided off. Yeah. Now you may say to yourself, Alice, oh, aren't there two giant place. bugs on board that specifically eat things that are smelling like human blood? And I respond by saying, I didn't think about that before I committed <laughs> to this plan, but I am committed to this plan. And I say, you're a smart boy. I would just be demanding money from the nobles since they're no dick. longer helping the captive. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I if I'm playing some it. shit proud so, motherfucker. Sunshine and Nimbus Octavius, the spread you understand is dangerous 
to breathe in. Uh, so mm-hmm. you both take the precautions to yep. cover your mouth um, as you... Hoods pulled low, protection pulled up. You almost miss the gnashing pincers, the imago gnawing on one of the storage pods of the ship on deck. It does seem to uh, ignore you for the time being. What you can't ignore, though, is just the overwhelming sound of the cicadas. And in the distance, you hear uh, delayed explosions. And as you can also see through uh, the thick spread, some puffs of orange and yellow. Then you hear the screaming as men plummet to their deaths. And it occurs to you that within the spread, you are surrounded by ships, cloudling ships, that are in similar positions as your own, being attacked by Imago. The captain follows you up and you hear them say under their breath, the sentry brood, as they turn to go to the cabin door and start to uh, level the rifle at the door, uh, ready to blast it open. But the two of you would um, like to continue down into the cargo hold to get your weaponry. Yeah, I just want to take a quick lay of the land, like while we're yeah. up above deck of just... Um, what can I tell you about the screams of the damned? Yeah, well, a more immediate lay of the land, um, yeah. i.e. the lay of the ship. Um, so there's currently two Imago on the ship. The one that we... Yes. The one is near the very front and then the other one is on the rear correct correct um and then the access to the cargo is going to be you know in the middle there correct yeah okay and we we can see the explosions and we could hear the cicadas but it does not appear that there are any others on the ship correct or like near the ship as far as you know yeah yep yep Obviously, like they're all around, but yeah, you can um, hear everything too. We are going to very quickly go into the hold of the ship, um, whether or not I am being followed. Um, I'm going to very quickly locate my stuff where I tuck it every single time. And then are there any other boxes that like I would have done? They would have started kind of the stuff that was already in there when I arrived, I kind of would have done not a like nosy look over, but I would have looked it over. Is there anything within the hold that I know they would have been transporting that would have been helpful? That's an excellent question. Uh, while I look that up and also roll a die, uh, Nimbus Octavius, did you have something? Yeah. Um, so as we're headed down, are we headed? Uh, how far out of the way is the stack? Uh, you'd be able to grab it on your way down. Perfect. I would do that. Um, and also just to like make sure I'm getting the. Did you quick question? Quick question. Yeah. Uh, did you did you have chalk on your person? Yes. Yes, I did. Was it on your physical person or was it in the bag sack? No, that would be on my waist pouch. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I would be, if it was a real quick detour to grab the bag, I would grab the bag. Sorry, the sack. And then just to like make sure that I'm understanding exactly what's going on. So we are in the divide right now. Like we are just correct around is an ungodly amount of people screaming and dying because other ships are plummeting down around us. Correct. And when there's not either future yellow acid smoke or 
a shadow of a ship plummeting to its death or creepy, awful, goddamn locust pincers. Uh, there are other, like, numerous locusts just flying about, right? Yes. Okay, cool. I just wanted to I just wanted to make sure that we were all seeing the same thing. It is an extreme number. You guys are used to seeing a few hundred of these. This is in the thousands. Cool, cool, cool. So I'm going to get my sack and my gun. Sack and my gun, sack and my gun, sack and my gun. You get both of those things. And also, uh, when we get to the the hold, um, I would just knowing that things are going to hell super fast around here, uh, I would search for priority-wise... I would be looking to see if anybody had a, a smaller gun, like a handheld pistol. Uh, I would be looking to see if I could find a, a knife of some kind. Um, and then I'd be looking to see, hell, I'd be looking to see if I could find my knife because I gave it to him as tribute, so maybe it's around there. And then I would be looking to see if there was chalk anywhere. You may ask As yourself, I also hand you like a spare jacket instead of the shirt hey, or the bloody rags. Good call. <laughs> Well, and Sunshine, you do find there is uh, a bundle of 12 scrap rifles. Cool. Um, I would also, I would hate, so I would immediately, like, you'd start, like, randomly looking around, and Sunshine's gonna just go to, um, (laughs) A, they're gonna, they're gonna walk past where they store some, like, leftover, like, spare jackets for being in the spread. They're gonna toss that to you of, like, better than bloody and then immediately turn around look at a box pull out a gun and hand that to you too wait a minute i have just kidding so i would assume that an item called living armor mm-hmm. would be pretty easy to strap on like it would help itself strap on you right yeah why not okay cool then i'm gonna open the sack and take out my armor and armor up because i forgot i had armor oh oh it's so deeply upsetting to watch sunshine just to watch this man open up a sack and then kind of like a scuba suit it steps out feet first and lifts itself up unzipping as nimbus octavius just sort of steps back into it and it it zips up around his legs his knees and it shoulders it dresses him for him it's mm-hmm. stupid. It's very mm-hmm. unsettling. And as it makes like that final zip up, you, you hear it. Yeah. Um, except, so I'm very familiar with this because I'm, it, that's like my base layer is my, it, cause that's what I, that's the armor that I have. So like, I'm just going to stare at you of like, I'm really not sure that you're going to make it. <laughs> and then turn around, grab a gun and hand it to you. <laughs> I'm still taking the jacket because now in my head, like, it's like black suit Spider-Man with armor plates. And then you put a bomber jacket on top of that. I'm cool. the baddest looking motherfucker alive. Very cool. If I die, I'm dying in style. Yeah. But I don't want your guys' rifles. I want my rifle. I want Bertha. You don't want a spare. Oh, I'll take a spare. Okay. Yeah. Um, you said these are rifles, correct? Yes, scrap rifles. And are they um, loaded or do they have, is there um, an ammo many, reserve? Let's see, yeah, shall how we? How much ammo is available? We're going to say that yes, there's ammo. And there's Ooh. enough for you. Get out of there. Don't go mingling with each other. 
Don't go chase some waterfalls. I you can't actually sing it. Okay, copyright <laughs> stricken. That's why I that's why I stopped and said, Oh shit. Oh shit, right, sorry. I get one thing down. Then I was looking up how much damage these tools of violence do. Violence. Which I do think that's very fun. I do like that very much, Watt, uh, that we call weapons tools of violence in this game. I don't know if I would call it a tool versus I would call it an instrument. So goddamn Picasso over here. Don't. Da Vinci with this rifle. That, okay, that artist I'll accept. Don't bring Picasso into this. I always thought he was like, as a completely uncultured swine, I always thought Picasso was like old. <laughs> he was alive like not long ago at all. <laughs> Like, am I the only one? Like, I thought, like, you say Picasso and you're like, oh, that dude's. Oh, like, you did? Back with, back with the Van Gogh. Like, like I assumed, like, every good painter just happened to live at the same time and they all just painted around each other. And we're like, then nobody else painted for a while because they were like, wow, those guys are really good. We should probably hold off. I can tell your hyperfixation is not history. No, no, it is not. Did you know? That's... Somebody, I think it was, uh, I wish I remembered his name so you give him credit, but somebody was like, a guy getting like a fascination with history in his early 30s is just the beginnings of onset republicanism. Like if he just picks up like a like a real deep dive into history or like the Roman Empire, like that's just early on Republicans. That's what that is. That is what that is. Slippery slope. Oh man, fast track straight straight to the JFK assassination from there. Okay. We're going to go with the same amount of damage. I'm reminding myself of Sunshine's kit. Well, according to the kit, um, it's a flat rifle, um, which according to the book, I think that's another typo because well, I assume a, it means flare It's definitely rifle. a flare rifle, for sure, yeah. Which is one or, damage and three or, flares. But... Or I'm um, a silly goose and still wrote a flat rifle <laughs> but because it said banana and not bandana i really don't know in that first that first run there could have just been some yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not i'm not sure that gives me an idea for something else what we are gonna go with is since they're scrap rifles we'll go with 1d10 damage and you've got five rounds okay. there were 12 scrap rifles i will not allow you to carry 12 scrap rifles um i'm gonna i mean I'm how many just gonna, rounds can we carry i suppose maybe that's more important um i was just going to pick one up for myself and tuck another one into the bag for snacks really the next person that i see uh pass by for um armoring themselves but really i don't my point is i'm picking up to not keep it i'm picking it up to hand it off to somebody so if it's like real loosely like tucking it in somewhere and if it falls off it falls off um well and you and they're called a what rifle uh scrap 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 yeah got it 1d10 six rounds seem egregious uh uh so let's do we want to consider them as having like their own magazines or do we want to consider them as individual bullets I hear rounds, I think bullets. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. so do you want them to be like semi-automatic where you load five, put in your magazine, you can fire five times? 
Or do you want them to do bolt action where each individual action, you have to reload the dead ammo, put in the new one, close it, fire, unload the dead ammo, put in the new one, close it, fire. Are they bolt action or are they semi-automatic? Given that they're scrap, I think I'd go bolt action. The military cool. one is definitely so, semi-automatic, though. Gotcha. Um, and then do we want to have uh, uh, <laughs> that bolt action round be capable of being fired through a military rifle or do we want to consider those two separate things? Oh, I think they're two separate models of gun. Okie doke. So then we'll go ahead and say... One in the chamber of each rifle. Realistically, I would consider two spare bullets per rifle. This is probably not going to slow you down. So I would figure per person you could carry yeah six bullets. Yeah. Okay. So that's the answer. Six. Cool. Okay. So we got six scrap rifle bullets a pop, and each rifle is currently loaded with one round. I'm gonna have my living armor hang on to my military rifle, whose name is Bessie, just so everybody knows. You said Bertha. I said Bertha, but I want it to be Bessie. You want it to be Bessie? Okay. Yes. Retconning it to Bessie because I like better how Bessie sounds. I I don't disagree. I knew it was gonna be B. I think I like. Don't disagree. I just needed to know. Right. We got to confirm that right now. Put it down. <laughs> official canon, Bessie. Um, so Bessie's going on my back, and then I'll just rock out with... I figure you could carry two in your arms. Again, just to hand off to whoever we run across. Yeah. And then the sack slung over the shoulder. That's how I'm rocking. As the two of you are going through the cargo hold, Woody, you are basically bargaining with Saipa for their chalk right now, correct? Uh, Yeah. They said they'd give me chalk. I'll take the payment they told me they'd give me. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. Excuse me. And and I'm adding an assist into a pod as a charge. Oh, assist? How many yeah, escape pods are there? They'll, they'll need, since they're bleeding, uh, there's two There's two pods. They can hold two people comfortably. Three people is a little stressful. Four super sketchy. But I'm a little guy. So, like, with me in there, it you potentially can... would just be, like, two and a half people. So it's not going to be that much of a risk. But again, I only charge her for the medical thing. If she wants help into a pod to survive longer, that's going to be more. Or the captain can deal with it, but I don't really care about him anymore. Have you already cleaned up your tools? Uh, yeah, I'd say I was doing that. Uh, when I like walked away to do some, when I walked away yeah. from the captain, I'd say I was just going to clean tools since I'm not super interested in the room. I just need, no, I need to leave it. But when you turned to speak to the captain, your tools were still out? Uh, not the sword that would not have left me at all. That's fine. Um, but the, I, I wouldn't say out, they'd be in my bag, but my bag would be sitting not on the same place as them, but probably like a couple feet from the, wherever they are. Okay. Okay. Noted. Noted. Well, that's fun. It's fun for me. I don't know that that's fun. Not for you. God, no. I was going to say, I don't know that that's fun for me. It doesn't be fun at all. I don't like <laughs> the questions that you're asking <laughs> or the tone in which you're asking them. I'm asking great questions, and my tone is that of Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. Mm. That's not intimidating. I know it's not the same. Like... Uh, I disagree with you. I think it is intimidating because I'm intimidated. <laughs> so, so, guess what? Intimidated. The Aww. fact that I'm intimidating means it is, in fact, intimidating. <laughs> no, that's so cute that you think that. No. The fact that you are intimidated does not mean that I am intimidating. Absolutely it does, because I am intimidated by you. <laughs> As you should be. That's fair. <laughs> so, Sunshine and Nimbus Octavius, the two of you are being yep. up the uh, bullets. Um, Very quickly. I, I also would say, like, I don't trust anyone in that room 100%. So, like, <laughs> I'm not checking anything, though, at that point. But I'm definitely trying to keep an eye on both of them. 
I mean, she stole your scalpel. Yeah, but like, oh, it's she's, she's cagey. Well, I'm I'm sure she did, but at this and point, I just want you to know that I don't care which noble I end up helping out of this alive. So, like, she acts up and puts scalpel to your throat, and it looks like she's gonna win. Well, bottom line is, I don't trust you guys at all either. So, <laughs> it's a good call <laughs> at this point a lot for of very different reasons. As I was say, because I believe firmly that sunshine wouldn't betray you but wouldn't help you either because why would they and then yeah don't trust me at all you ready, you ready for the woody don't response why would um, i need your help anyway so it's fine. fair that's fair it's totally <laughs> fair how, how are be you we're all alone in the world as you're speaking to Saipa, how are you speaking to them? Your uh, two pseudo companions for the moment have uh, left you alone. Sternly, but not necessarily disrespectfully. Because at this point, I want that shit. And if you're just like, mm, I'm gonna cover it in my own blood and throw it away. Like, I can't do anything about it. So I'm just gonna be like, hey, so that payment we discussed, uh, I'm gonna up it a little bit since it seems like I'm gonna have to put you in an escape pod too. So... Let's uh, get that out of the way, because I I don't trust you as much as you don't trust me. Since cauterizing, uh, there's a little bit more uh, life to her. You, you're going to uh, assume that you've done a successful job since she is no longer bleeding out, and it does appear that the blood is continuing to pump okay. through her body, though there is uh, lasting and extreme damage done to her body. And I didn't try to minimize that. <laughs> I cannot emphasize this enough. I absolutely hack job that. Oh yeah, absolutely. But no one else was gonna do it. So like, what? You want a better doctor? That's crazy. Jump off the bean barge. Take your chances with yellow locust hell. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe the cicadas have a doctorate. Go ask them. I hope not. <laughs> I don't want you know. that doctor. Yes. Make me a reality check. I, I, I hate to. <laughs> <laughs> But I will. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> I forget. How bad's your reality? You say, is the reality the one that you absolutely... 29 out of 15, I think. <laughs> 29? Yeah. 29? Because I rolled uh, two, like, two percentage, yeah, yeah, so 29. And my reality is 15. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get disadvantage on reality, too? Oh, that's an excellent question. Let's see. Or is it people... People with the Lordling have, re uh, is it fear checks? I don't know. But one of them's disadvantaged, so I want to make sure I do it right. That's fear. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. I've got a pretty nice fear rating, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 69? <laughs> she has a bitter look to her eyes as she hands over a stick of chalk and reveals a second stick and as you go to also take that one she pulls it back and says provided you get me out of the escape pod alive you may have the second one and perhaps a third one do you agree um i will say half now half later so i'll take a stick and a half and then i'll take a stick and a half once i get you out that's actually some true negotiating You've just opened up a possibility that I did not think was... Why wouldn't you? It's half used. Still good chalk. You still... But you need to trade with it. Uh, as she's considering and thinking, and question, now that the two of you are armed, where mm -hmm. are you yeah. heading? Um, well, we had... Escape pods, right? The escape yeah, pods? Yeah, so, um, quick question. Um, yes. I really hope that you haven't said this, because I really hope that my brain oh, is processing Christ, the way it's supposed to process. Where's the escape pods on the ship? 
the escape pods are in, they're in the deck below the cargo hold. So you can take the ladder that took you uh, from the top deck to this cargo hold. You can follow, you can continue to follow that down. Uh, ah, into so the... we can continue to just go like to just not help and just go to the escape pods. That's true. You can. But so, so just to clarify, there are two escape pods that hold realistically a max of three people each. Yeah, that's correct. And we have Onion, the captain, the lady, and us three. Uh, that's weird because I have me, myself, and I that you I can... care about, um, and also a noble, I guess, and another noble, I guess. Well, because so. So, and the, that, that nice person did give me jerky and show me where the guns were. So I guess I would be sad if they I was going to say, I gave not you... not like super sad. I gave you clothing. I gave you food. Jacket is fucking sick. I gave you protection. I gave you a dirty look and a smart ass comment. So we all <laughs> yeah, no, you can die. I was just the like... The jacket is like made it, of just, The thing is, uh-huh. you're in much better health than the other noble I might kiss the ass of. So Oh, oh, oh I know. So, Either way, you're getting half a noble. I'm just short, you know? <laughs> well, like, so where did the captain go? Because the captain went to the captain, the deck, the captain's deck. The the bridge, yes. And they have not, is... or the, correct, the bridge. <laughs> um, And no one else has passed us. Where is Onion in all of this? You don't know. Have we seen them? No, okay. not since he hurriedly left you to bid Sipe a farewell. But Sunshine, you do know since this is a traditional passenger ship, there are mm-hmm. four escape pods. Oh, okay. And that they fit too comfortably, four dangerously. And you know from uh, Captain Polk, knowing that you frequent this ship and, and being kind of buddy-buddy with the last captain is very honest with you in that like these escape pods need to be serviced. The bean barge has not been serviced in years but Captain Pope does not have the money to do that. Um, it's been at least a hundred years since these escape pods have Fucking been Christ. serviced. And you will also, you would also have this knowledge that uh, escape pod two is missing and has been missing for about 50 years. So really there's three. Cool. And they're all below. And is the only way to get to them through the hold or through yes. the cargo ship or cargo hold? Correct. Um, okay, so the captain has not passed. The nobles have not passed. So, um... God, I'm just one of the nobles. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just repeatedly outside. So far, all I have heard from you is um, d- uh, judgment. So, no, it's accurate. You know. I, it's accurate. <laughs> judgment. No, you're right. <laughs> I, absolutely, it's 100% accurate. I was just... Noah was pouting about it. All right. <laughs> He's like, ah, I'm like, damn, I did just make myself a rich asshole. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so you guys are heading I... towards the escape pods. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the logical thing. At this point, I don't think. <sighs> I, and if Sunshine wants to peel off and go somewhere else, absolutely more point to you. I would, however at mm-hmm. the point where you looked like you're off to go maybe do heroics, I would swiftly remind you that heroes die for nothing and that this ship is definitely already lost. From the top deck, you hear the uh, rifle cock. Mm-hmm. And 
a massive explosion. You hear the round get fired into the ship and you feel the vibration. Um, and you can hear Captain Pope shout, step away from the controls. You know, that's a person and a person is not a giant locust. We could stop a person. You guys are I also, would... did you make your way down or do you want to go back up? I'll let you, well, have, I'll, I, I'll let you think I about it. I would have stopped on like in not progress down the ladder to the escape hatches. Um, and upon hearing that, um, I would like to go up and peek at what is going on. All right. And I, at that point, I would turn to um, Nimbus Octavius, not God. I keep wanting to call you Nim and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Um, I mean, you can. He'd hate it, but. I know, no, the Trinity keeps wanting to call the character Nim. Um, okay, Got so it. I would turn, essentially turn to you and go, even with us getting to the escape pods, they are questionable at best. Our chances of survival are only mildly higher with an escape pod than with the ship. And at that point, I would continue to go up and peek at potentially what is making this noise. Yeah. Woody, you bargain with Saipa one and a half now, and then one and a half later. And as you say this, uh, you hear pretty much right up on top of you, uh, this explosion, this shot happen. And you are startled for a moment, concerned. Um, you turn towards the entrance only to feel pain radiating from your collarbone. And you can see sticking up and out, a pair of forceps has been lodged into uh, your shoulder. We're gonna give you four damage. Sounds good. Uh, since I'm holding this saber, <laughs> uh, I would like to turn to wherever like that came from and just mm -hmm. stab it in the face. Of it. Inflict uh -huh. great violence uh -huh. upon them. Uh-huh, you are going to get to roll me something. What's up? Uh, so just to make sure, like I, I'll just kind of like go like go towards instinctively where I know it came from. So yeah, just a real quick round and stab. Yeah, I assume I assume it's cipher 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 c y p p a. But I I assume it's cipher. Yes. But uh, and since this is a melee attack, she is technically currently armed. Well, no, she's gonna let go with the forceps. Well, no, it's inside. It's inside of me, she it? abandoned it in yeah, the it's wound. Inside of me, though. Like you underestimate the ability for a human to both stab and then immediately rip out a blunt object from someone's well, body. I, I just thought you said it was sticking out of me, so I I just I misunderstood that because you said I turned and it was sticking out of me, which in my opinion, if they let go, I didn't think she like reached back to grab it again. But if if they like reach back, no, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, no. But she she would have let go of it, so you do hit automatically. What's your what's the damage for the saber? Give it a damn damn damage. Uh, it's. A one D ten, right? I did not look at the saber stab block. I also did four damage, uh, <laughs> and I will respond by looking at them with a little smile and say, "It's really nice to see your true cowardice come out with injury." <laughs> they don't call us the Lord of Failed Ambitions for nothing. I think they just should have called you failed. Oh shit, sick noble bird! Fuck you and the house you claim. 
Oh, it's a shame I didn't get to watch that person because that would have been like that would have been a real deciding factor in whether or not I liked you. <laughs> you said, "Damn, bro, you just wasted those brownie points." I can't I'm saying, know. like, you would have you would have fucking racked them up. I'm over here on a ladder. <laughs> you know, just noble quips or whatever. Just no big deal. <laughs> Excellent. So you feel this pain and immediately know how to respond in kind and turn rather quickly. It's fairly easy because she is, uh, in the kindest sense, infirmed, um, at worst on death's door. Yeah. So as you slice backwards, you turn and you see Saipa, the wound gashing across her gut, stagger backwards, and you can hear the cicadas louder still as the bean barge is still falling and falling through the spread. Woody, you on the observation deck are able to see that the bean barge is about to leave the spread, which means that it has really, it's traveled 5,000 feet in um, elevation. And Mm -hmm. you know from the stories of the travelers and from hearing of the cloudlings that you duel that more frequently come up and down through the spread, which no one likes to, but you do duel trash. You know that this is the layer referred to as the smog that you were just leaving. And there's going to be about 2,000 feet before you hit land. And we are like going down. Yeah, pretty Um, steadily. In fact, everyone, after hearing the shot, you can sort of feel that there's a further acceleration into the ground. But what do you watch Saipa stagger backwards and you hear the cicadas and you can almost see a smirk come across her face as she turns and the Imago mid-leg smashes through the window, shattering the glass in front of you and snatching her from the observation deck. And you feel the wind that is now coming through the ever, ever damaged bean barge. I, oh, sorry. No, go for it. This is, this uh, is your time I to let me know what you want to do. Desperately grab from my bag and leave for the door. But in my head, literally what I'm thinking is, fuck, they owed me that chunk. <laughs> exactly. You can so, you can scramble, grab, grab your stuff. Grab my bag and I just need to get the fuck out of there. Cause uh, wait, am I in the same room as the escape pods? No. You got to okay. go up to the top deck and then yeah. over to mid deck and then down the ladder. As all of that is happening, uh, Sunshine and Nimbus Octavius, the two of you have been uh, sort of waffling and considering, do we go back up? Do we go to the escape pods? What do you want to do? Uh, well, upon popping up and realizing we're in the smog, um, Sunshine's going to look back and go, I take it back. The chances of survival are higher in the escape pod. Down, 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 down. Uh, uh, audible grumbling. <laughs> I already got halfway up the fucking ladder. Upon getting to the layer of the escape pods, um, I'm gonna go to the one that looks to be in the best of condition and start doing it, like inspecting it for any problems that I could identify. All right, and as you poked up, Woody yep. scrambling for. Dear woodchuck life. And sure are a going. As you are passing back through the cargo hold. Hold Hold on. Never mind. Mm. The three of you move past the uh, middle deck of the cargo hold. You, Sunshine, are able to um, able to inspect pods three and four. Mm -hmm. And they are intact and operable. 
Uh, okay. I'm going to take the forceps out of my shoulder as I'm waiting. Good call. Um, as is I pod see... one is still there? Uh, escape pod one is still there. Okay. Uh, as I see uh, Woody coming towards us, I do believe that I would take note of <laughs> the forceps sticking out of his shoulder and then the fact that his blood... His sword, which had previously had crusted burned blood on it, now has extra fresh new blood on it. And I would recognize that there's a pretty good chance we're not seeing that other noble. But so I would resign myself to having to kiss the woodchuck's ass. I, on seeing you notice like how bloody and everything is and how fucked up I look, I just look at you very calmly and say, there was a payment issue. Yeah. I didn't trust her anyway. Proceeds to toss a rifle. <laughs> oh yeah, after that Insurance. we just move on. <laughs> You still can't get out of it, even in even in the fucking apocalypse. You can't. Uh, yeah. did, did you want to check out the escape pod one? Uh, um, you said three and four look good. Three and four are operable. I mean, are we waiting? For, I guess we could wait for the captain. If you say if you say we should wait for the captain, Woody will say I said he was fine. Well, I'm going to go with the noble on this one. And if you think for one second, I'm not going to say that the, a this, lot. The captain, the cat, the fact the captain said any more stupid questions. Why would I ask him a stupid question? Like, do you want to be saved? I've got no it's more true. questions. It's very important. They you seem to have the things. Good, so he's good. Yeah, they've got their um, things. Yes, I do indeed want to inspect one um, and see if it is in better shape than three and four. So each of the pods has a small window that uh, allows you to both look in and out, but they're a little frosted over. Mm -hmm. You can see the inside of this. Um, there's something large sort of stuffed and, stuffed and tucked in. And you do look and see one of the things that makes this pod specifically inoperable is that the control panel next to it has been uh, smashed in to the point where wires are just hanging out. Like, sabotaged, smashed in? Yeah, like a piece of metal got wedged in there. Oh, did I find my knife? Yeah. No one took your knife. Okay. And you said there was a large shape? Or... Yeah. Like, describe that for me, please. Um... Explain that. Like, what do you mean a large A large shape where? Like, in... Yeah, the... It's as if you took, like, a... Like a dummy, like a human-sized dummy, and then covered uh -huh. it up with a sheet. Yeah. And now that you get a little bit closer, as you're trying to figure out, like, what size and what shape this thing is, you can see that there are large, dark patches on the sheet cool. of blood. Um, if I move the sheet, is this Lyra? Or is this... Uh, you are unable to get into it because the door has been oh, closed and then smashed. The the control panel. Oh, so there isn't a way to open this one up. Got it, got it, got it. Cool. Um, does it look My like bad. it's I moving that or does right it look fully... Yeah, sorry. I thought you meant it was open. They were inside. Inside control panels were smashed. Got it. Um, no, external control panels are smashed. Um, and they do not look like they are breathing. Yeah, it's not moving. It's a lump. That's why this first thing that comes to your mind is like, that's a dummy. Like, that's not... It's not a person. That's not like someone hiding. And then it sort of, sort of dawns on you. I mean, all the pieces are in place of saying, I mean, why would you have a dummy on the ship when there's, you know, a body that was just, you know, potentially to be had, but it's, it's not a dummy. Um, cool. I'll ask questions later. <laughs> right now, I just want to not die in the shit heat. And there's nothing 
so in the bottom of the ship with the escape escape pods um is it just like essentially a small room to get into the escape pods correct there you are in a corridor the uh escape pods make up the middle chamber of the lower deck the other there are two other chambers in front of and behind you as if this is like a long hallway both of those are Mm -hmm. engines got it which Um, are whirring up a fucking storm if you thought the cicadas Um, were loud the engines are louder yeah so at this point sunshine's gonna turn to the other two and say well you've got a 50 50 shot of picking picking a good escape pod and gestures to three and four choose I'll just walk into the closest one, if that's the case. All right. In which case, Sunshine would gesture for everyone to get into that particular one. Um, yep. Because they're not a dick. To at least give the um, captain the... Um, to give themselves an illusion of their being nice. Hey, they could have lived. The option. Yeah, there's an option there. We didn't leave them to die. We just well, left technically, them. Technically. And then they died. Technically. What do you... Oh, I, I just walk... I just walk in super first. Woody is going to sleep like a baby knowing that he left them to die. Oh, yeah. I sleep. <laughs> couldn't give less of a shit. He got out of there with a noble. <laughs> the three of you pile into Escape Pod 3. Uh, it is slightly more comfortable because one of you is a woodchuck um, instead yeah, of yeah. three humans. Wait, um, who's the... Quick. Oh, it's me. That's it's the me. thing. I'm we kidding. can't figure it out. <laughs> it's one of those games where you're like, which is the real one? I don't know who to shoot. Oh, I don't know. It's like clue. It's weird. We don't know which There's one it no is. There's no clues. It's a woodchuck and a full-ass grown-ass man. You're like, I don't know which one is which. God, I just need to figure out who Harry the woodchuck. It's the same picture. I don't understand. <laughs> Britt needs you to find the difference between these two pictures. They're the same picture. They're the same uh-huh. picture. The three of you pile into the escape pod. Yep, and, starts uh, tinkering with things to get things closed and get things set up. And <laughs> I, uh, As, I will start showing myself up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sunshine, as you close things up and uh, try to get a uh, coordination, a set of coordinates plugged in so that you have a better idea of uh, where you're landing so that you're not landing immediately into an Imago breeding pit, which is a real possibility um no not at all you hear the automated voice come over um and thank you for choosing the bean barge escape pod three for your escape and the very nice automated woman over the speaker system reminds you that there is only a 90 percent chance of survival and an 80 percent chance of no wounds and it's very unsettling because it takes that sort of pause as if the computer's thinking about how to best let you know that you may still get hurt here to which you hear sunshine mumble oh, it's probably a lot a lot lower than that with the upkeep just just staring daggers <laughs> at sunshine just <laughs> to which um they'll shrug and go brace yourself and with that the escape pod detaches the drop away from the ship is immediate and terrifying. There is the small window in the front. You can see how close you were to the very bottom of the smog and recognize that you managed to get into the escape pod 
at just the perfect time. If you had gotten into it much earlier, there's a very large chance that the height that you would have been dropping from would have been fatal. However, the turbulence is minor as you rocket your way down to the lowland wastes and crash land. I wanted to get the map. There's my map. You said we're in the weeds where we were headed towards the weeds. That was where you were headed. Okay. You, however, have landed. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're looking at the lowland waste maps at the beginning mm -hmm. of our hex map, our hex crawl, which will be the next portion of the game, uh, we are landing in B12, just outside of Tacktown. B for Bean. Perfect. In this gigantic crash, you feel the impact that the escape pod has on the soft, freshly dug through earth, the three of you emerge unwounded to see thousands of holes throughout the breadbasket, throughout the plains. And you see that indeed the century brood has emerged. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Odd Venture. Your support helps this show and the independent creators that made it. The game you've been listening to is Cloud Empress, which can be found online at cloudempress.com. Special thanks to Worlds by Watt, the creator and publisher of the game setting. Our players are Trinity Noble Cameron as Sunshine, Noah Grossman as Woody C. Marmota, and Dallas McMurphy as Nimbus Octavius. Our game runner is Sarah Roselle. If you'd like to continue to support the show, keep listening, download an episode, and give it a like. Share it with a friend or foe. Thanks again.